0: Kevin Campbell, and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues.
1: Welcome along, folks. Uh, this week's Chewing the Cud, and uh, if you thought last week was bad, <laughs> the bell are torn off straight away. But this is not going to be nice, and it's it's going to be Halloween-esque. Uh, today we look back at uh, just the offer, match. I'm not going to. Colin, that's the Watford game and uh look forward if that's what you can say to Wolves on Monday. joined uh, by the stray lads, Collie, Richie and Chris. Good afternoon, gents. Good afternoon you? Joe. How
0: well, are things, Joe, just before yeah. we start, can I just give a shout out to uh one of our one of our uh listeners to the podcast? His little girl's not too well. So how well soon, there I hope everything uh yeah, is yeah, better yeah. soon, all right.
1: I yeah, 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 hope she's hope she's feeling well soon. Uh Right, just be. before we get into this, I just want to give a quick mention. Uh, Walter Smith passed away there. Uh, Today, the <clears throat> kind of sudden, I think. Yeah, I know um, he had an operation a while ago, but he seemed to be uh, on the mend, but obviously not and had complications. So uh, I met him actually once in the mole house a few years ago. You know, he just bounces 4-1. And uh, he wasn't in the best of moods, but uh, he stopped and had a chance. So, uh Rest in peace, Walter. Okay, let's get into this, lads. You can't listen, Collie. There's no dressing this up. It was it was an absolute disgrace. Um started off well actually. Like, first minute, first couple of minutes, Tom Davis, bang bang, one nil. This is it, lads. Come on, let's go on. And that was it. It it was I I tried to kind of it's a shit show, Joe, I think is the word you're yeah, looking for. No, yeah, we're trying to look at it without ranting, but like watching again with that, like you have to rant because it was an absolute disgrace. Do
0: you know what, Joe? we recording this on, on Thursday, um, and I'm still annoyed about the, the game to be honest. Gentlemen. That's what annoys me about following everything. You've been in the bleeding horrors after the game, right? And then she gets on your back about it. And then it follows through. It's just that game, Joe, against Walford. My God. Not one of them players, bar, well, no, maybe Gray done okay, Pickford done okay, Bar is distribution. But we have to start looking at these players and, and realising that there's no leaders amongst them, Joe. Absolutely mm. no leaders. As much as he cannot stand Liverpool Football Club, they have a leader in their centre-back and he calms them down and he pushes them forward. You know, we are void uh, of any leadership on that pitch. and We 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 crumbled against Villa and people pull it down to Seamus Coleman because he wasn't on the pitch. Seamus was on the pitch on the weekend and unfortunately, it was the same reaction. Lucas Dina, Joe, has been dreadful. Mm. Absolutely dreadful since the start of the season. For the player and the ability that he has, he has started the, the season dreadfully, And um, I think it's the fact that we have no other left back to push him on. But you know, he was he, for me, he was the cause of at least one, if not two of the goals um, at the weekend. You, you move into midfield, I've, I've, I've defended Tom Davis in the past, but you can't defend the chap. Um, Alan very, very poor. Rondon, I hope, genuinely hope, that the chap is left uh, back in Goodison Park uh, for the match on Monday because I just think he's on a, a hiding to nothing. Um, you know, again, I've defended him. I thought the two week break, the international break, the fitness, we should have seen some level of fitness coming into his game, but there's nothing there, Joe. Absolutely nothing there. And even he's a big lad, big unit. And when he came to the club, I thought, that's grand. He'd be a bit of a battering ram for, for the centre half that he's up against. He's not even winning the head show you know, that kind of way. Um, obviously, he brought Rich on, he got the goal. People would ask, you know, should he not have started the game and then withdrawn him, maybe on the 60-minute mark? But I suppose you can't risk another injury. And I'm certainly not putting that shock of defeat down to injuries because every club has injuries. There was 11 players on the pitch... And that one bad Brad, maybe Gray or, or Pickford, deserved their wages at the weekend. I thought it was an absolute disgrace. Uh, the club are a disgrace from the top to the bottom. And, and it's not just... I've seen it already, Rafa this and Rafa that. We've been under various managers and this has happened. So it's a mentality in the team, Joe. That needs to change. Uh, but we've been saying this for, for years. And if I can see it and the rest of you lads can see it, I don't understand why the likes of Marcel Brands, who needs to, to step up now and, and be accountable for what he's actually his role is in the club because that is absolutely shocking from Machiri down. Machiri needs to have a full investigation as to where exactly his money has gone in this club. Absolutely abysmal. Absolutely. I just, I just, I am just, i would be pissed off if we the wrong with the wrong word, maybe Joe, but, um, but that was just discussed at the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Thanks
2: for joining us. Maybe.
1: Thanks <laughs> huh? okay, for joining us. You really covered it all there. Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, now, to the we, we, we 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 could stay here for two or three hours and I'd still be angry. It's it's just Richie. It's 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 not. It's of course it's the defeat, but it's a manner of the defeat. It's that the fucking cowards. That's the word that keeps coming to mind. Cowards. I mean, but again people say, don't be lashing players, and oh, you can't be saying, that. when, uh, some things had to be said, uh, and we go through players, and Holly hit, hit, Tom Davis, he was, that's probably his worst ever game forever, he just walked around like, I think he was, like fought for a couple of goals actually, it was, I think it was the, I don't even know which goal, I think it was the third goal, where he just, he just flicked the foot out, it was if he was, fucking, playing on the beach, and your man would pass him, straight down the wing, and it, and it came in, but it, it was just like I said, probably one of his worst games for Yeah,
3: look, he's, he's he's not alone. I thought there was a couple of them. There were yeah,
1: out. yeah, yeah. We have a big list. We have a big list here. And, uh, them one by
3: one. The word I have down is bottlers. You know, yeah. you could say there was wrong decisions made, and yes, there was wrong decisions, and there's bad running at the club and everything, but there's a common denominator and it's the bulk of that group of players who have seen off manager after manager and there's no leadership, there's no mentality or there's a poor mentality, there's no character among them and, you know, it's we've seen it all before, that's the thing, you know. kind of mentioned a couple of weeks ago after the Villa game that you kind of fear that when you concede one, that there's a collapse in them because they just tend tend to panic and Jesus, Mm. it was of the highest order. Like I mean it's it's not acceptable, it's embarrassing, it's disgraceful, you know. And I think I think we're being nice, you know, the, the money that these guys have been paid to put in a performance like that and go through mistakes. It's comical some of the defending was absolutely comical. The Tom Davis one where he flicked up the leg. I think that was the third one. The fourth one, the boys are running into each other. There's about four different errors in it, you know, and it's just, we've forgotten how to defend the corner. We can't, we look like conceding at every set piece. And then we're giving away free kicks needlessly, you know, and it's, I mean, it, some of the stuff it was, if it was under 12, you'd be kind of laughing and say, ah, you wouldn't expect much more, but that's what you're getting. You know, and it's, Again, you say, oh, it's a 15-minute spell and it's, you know, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And you really look and say, where where do you turn to? Because you might get a reaction and stuff. And personally, I think it stems just from squad depth that we just don't have it and the, the guys aren't being pushed and things. But turning out performances like that, Michael Keane, Ben Godfrey, absolutely disgraceful. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and we probably end up going through the guts, of the, the guts of the 11 and calling them all out at some stage. But I don't know. I, angry, numb to the whole thing. And I think it's when I get beyond pissed off and I just try to block out that they even exist is when I know that I'm fed up with it. And that's kind of where I am at the minute on the back of a performance. Against Watford, who were walloped 5-0 the week before, you score after three minutes, control the game for 20 minutes and it's game over. You know, but it seems no matter who we're playing, yes, we have a, a style where we're playing on the break, but you can't afford to be giving up the ball 50 55% 55% possession and not expecting to concede chances, you know, against a team like that. With all credit to them, you know. And once we, you know, they grew in a bit of confidence and they, they bullied them. They bullied them, you know, once once they saw a bit of a bit of blood at all. And uh look, they got it. they got everything they deserved.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think well, I think we got what we deserved as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I think as well, Chris, that the thing that pissed me, pissed me off big time amongst few things, that Watford just wanted it more. You could see that every single player on the Watford team wanted it more than every single player. And people say, oh, that's an overreaction. It's not. You could, you could see it. They just, it looked like they didn't give a shit.
2: I'm, I'm in the same boat as Rich. I haven't looked at any highlights. I haven't watched it back. I haven't been on everything, social media. I just still find it very hard to Process how we can let something like that happen. You look, freak results happen. Like you look at West Brom beat Chelsea five two at Stamford Bridge last year. These games happen. Villa beat Liverpool seven two, and this group of players it happens far too often with us. We're always prone to these kind of results. City away last game of the season, yet hammered Villa. And the common denominator is the group of players as a collective, you know, we can't just keep, look, Benitez made bad decisions, substitutes, fair enough. He has to be accountable. When we set up well and we play well and we win, we give him his credit where it's due. He has to take criticism. But I just can't be jumping into Benitez out camp. These players are the common denominator here time and time again. Like you said, cowards, no bottle, no leadership. We've said we don't have intelligence decision making just brain dead some of our players look at all the goals we could like look at the back Michael Kane. I don't I'm sick picking out individuals because we talk about it every week Kane, and Rondon and these lads aren't picking themselves and I think we're just at a point now where the accumulation of all of the mismanagement and issues of the club are coming to roost now there's no one person you can blame, you can blame the players for their decision making, you can blame the manager for picking them, you can blame Marcel Brands for recruiting them, you can blame Steve Walter for recruiting some of the players that were shite and were stuck with them, you can blame Kuhlman, you can blame Silva Martin, whoever you can blame Masturi for picking these wrong managers and getting involved and he wants this player, Brands wants that player, Benitez wants this player, Ancelotti wants this player and we're just left of a group with a group of individuals uh, from different managers that were trying to fit into a certain system. And it looks up until the man after the Man United game, we have had our best points tally since zero four zero five. So we were on the right track, and and we were saying, oh, you know, we're set up well. Benitez is doing well. We've good balance in the team. We pace. We look good in the break. We're playing good football, and. Within a matter of weeks, things can change. And that's why it was sort of important to not get carried away because we've seen it with these bunch of players time and time again, having these stupid results, having these uh, spells of form where we just, we just look utterly dreadful and the form just goes and just the players aren't good enough consistently over the season. We make too many stupid mistakes that are unnecessary. We don't manage games. Technically, we can't. Control games, like you said, Watford at home. You will to even get two-one up. You can't. You're not going to win pretty every game. But Jesus, you get two-one up. The Charles have come back. Everyone's feeling good. The crowd is up. You know, with bad referee, everyone's on the ref's case, and we have a bit of momentum. And surely, it, we we're good enough to be able to dictate a game against Watford. Go for a third goal. Go for a four goal. And once we concede one, everything goes out the window. It's very, very hard to comprehend, and it's just not acceptable. And just uh, don't—I don't think it's ever going to change. We, we might well bounce back now, win a couple of games, get a few good results against tough teams that we might not expect because it'll see us playing on the counter attacking those games, you know. But it's the games against your woffords and stuff, like you said before. The teams below us, the teams around us, we need to be getting points on the board and. That's a, that's a shocker of a result. That is, it's, it's really, uh, things are going to turn toxic quick if we don't bounce back. We might well do, but I don't think it's, it's sustainable with this group of players over the course of the season to keep up the performance levels we had in the first seven games because they're just not good enough. You go through it like Kane, the of mistakes he makes, Godfrey's coming back from COVID. Not really an excuse. If he's not fit, he shouldn't be playing. Luca Dean's had a stinker of a season. Coleman, we know, needs to be replaced the last three years. There's no cover for either of them. They've no threat to their position, regardless of form. Allen had been okay this season. I thought he was really poor. I feel probably because Davis was beside him and the car covers a lot of ground that Allen might not. So as a partnership, that works with two of them. and But you can't have one way with the other. I think Davis he got a goal but if you're making 100 appearances you're going to be at, at the near post in the right place at the right time eventually you know rondon he's a human statue can't we can't press we can't get up the pitch can't bring players into play can't stretch a defense it's just, just uh, really really poor it's a Mary Gray's so the weight on his shoulders town's end started the season well but he's not a top, top class player really, is he, you know, and you're bringing on a Wobie. Gordon, fair enough, I thought he was doing well. Still only a 20-year-old lad, isn't he? It shows how bad we are, really relying on, relying on youngsters and that. Yeah, look, I think between the three of us, we've covered really everything that there is to say. It's, it's very, very hard to wrap the head around how we can do it, and it feels like we're always the laughing stock. It's always us with these stupid results, getting the piss taken out of us all the time, and I'm sick of it. To be honest with you, it's really hard when you're so invested in it to try and switch off and not let it, not let it dictate your mood for the week. And you know it, it really is, and I'm just glad we went over there. To be honest with you, but yeah, look, like all you can do is really just go with it and and hope and not get our expectations too high we are where we are we're, I wouldn't be getting too down thinking our oh, relegation and all that we're not that bad you know we're, we still have the makings of a decent side there but missing the Corey team with Dom out the Corey out me and are not playing and Richie let's be honest he's only coming back he's probably not fully fit so with them far in I think we can match anyone on our day but just unfortunately the squad depth and squad quality is coming back to bite us I think
1: mm. Yeah, we we to Gas we've just been here so many times before. We we could have picked like last season some of the absolute shocking displays at home. We could just copy and paste them and play them for today. But uh I know Collie there's a few shouts and you can't blame Rafa and oh, oh don't go into the Rafa out boat and all this kind of shit. But like he has to be held account for some things and one of the main things I think is this zonal marking because it's just not working. It's just, I don't know whether players don't want to do it, can't buy into it, I don't know what it is, but we just can't do zone marking because we're just leaking goal after goal after goal from corners and free kicks. So Rafa has to be held accountable for that.
0: Yeah, uh, totally agree with you, Joe. Um, He certainly doesn't escape criticism uh, in relation to that, that's for sure, but Unfortunately, every club he's been at, he's always done his own American on, on, on corners show. Um, is he too stubborn to change his philosophy going forward? I, I, I genuinely don't know. I hope so. But then, would you trust uh, Air Defence at the moment to go man for man in the box? No, would be the answer. Um, the scary thing for me is three out of them back forward have started the other day. is potentially are. Defenders going forward um, Possibly Keane Coming out from Ina um, But you still have Dina Coleman And and Godfrey You know Fairness to Godfrey I actually thought He was slightly improved I know that might sound A bit crazy I thought he'd done Slightly better But uh, Keane A couple of occasions You probably call it yourselves But The crowd was on his back And instead of Playing the ball He just hoofed it up up, You know So obviously he was being affected by the Bills and the crowd but just getting back to your whole corner situation Joe you know many many goals have been conceded now from a corner since the start of the season that that needs to be addressed but I just I suppose I'm just downbeat Joe and you just don't see any light at the end of the tunnel I think it's been like that for a long time we keep getting glimpses of matches or tea lights being shone at the end of that tunnel but every time we get near it it's blowing out again but uh, it, it needs to be addressed Joe um, and I just don't think we have the defenders to address it unfortunately and mm-hmm. therein lies one of our many problems I would suggest
1: yeah, I just don't, Zonald Marking might have worked about 10 years ago Rich but it just doesn't work now because our defenders are just standing still Where where their attackers are even sent to halves. Up. They're, they're running at the ball, they're getting a run and jump on, on every single defender in our box. So, like Collie said earlier, if we can see things with like this, how the fuck can Rafa not see?
3: Yeah, look, I'm not sure that it's a case that zonal marking won't work or can't work. It's a case of having the right players to implement it. Mm. and we don't seem to have, I mean, that's three and two goals, or sorry, three goals and two games from, from corners that, we, that, that we've that we conceded. But, it, just look at, the, it's the same players as last season and we were very good at defending set pieces, at scoring set pieces. We're completely flipped it. You know, yes, we're set up different, but the players are there and I mean, that's, back to Benitez's stubbornness is, will he be willing to kind of make a change and say, right, this isn't working? And I mean, so we we're all very aware of it. You know, if we're talking about it here, surely God, is realising And you can say, right, we'll work on it on the training ground. But what have you been doing for the last couple of weeks? Because we've been looking at the same thing. And it's, I mean, it's, you look at West Ham and I mean, the amount of goals that they get from it, just being able, it's, its, it's it can be a serious weapon on something so simple. But when we're conceding, I mean, other teams are just going to pain and try to play for kind of possession in those positions to whip balls in from, from, from dangerous because we don't know how to set up, we don't know what to do. And it's you're in fear can kind I of, any time that a ball has been been swung in, whether it's a little bit down atop top of Pickford as well for organization, because he's part of the defence at the end of the day as well. And conceding five as much as they weren't his fault directly, I think organisation and calming things down for the speaking to the guys at the back has to come into play a small bit as well. But yeah, look, I, I really don't know where to go with it because zone marking—it's not working the way it's been done at present. So you either rip it up and you say, right, let's go back to man to man, or you, or you figure out another way to to do it.
1: Yeah, I just again, I, I watched, <laughs> I watched match today back, Chris. I don't know why, I'm just to suck up a for punishment. but but just just to actually like pause and look at the at the goals, and every single free kick. They highlight it as well. Every single free kick or corner, and they went back a couple of games. Uh, teams just know how, to, how to, to give us trouble or even score goals because they, they have a sus now. This zone American, They have a sus. They know how to play against. They know where to put the ball to. So if, if fucking Jermaine Genius can see it and highlight it, why, why can't they look at it? Do you know what I mean? And, and just rip it up and go man to man because the go man-to-man, man, you're running with, at least you're, you're getting a run with your man and you, ha- you have a chance, you have a chance to leap. But if they're standing still, you have that, you're having a chance.
2: I think that's one of the things we've done well with Anshadadi last year. David had them, everyone, commentators and pundits questioning why we played such a deep line from set pieces. We're nearly on our own goal line. But mm. it actually worked quite well for us. It enabled us to actually attack the ball. So we went backtracking, you know, Balls inward, there wasn't as much. So a lot of that was, you know, really good. I do definitely think it's down to personnel. Like if you throw, you know, if we're defending a corner there against Wofford and you throw in Yerry Mina, Dakari and Calvert-Lewin, there's three big headers of a ball for us that mm-hmm. sit, sit in that zone American system. So when you have smaller players put in like we have at the minute, you know, like Tom Davis there or whoever, Godfrey's still only six foot, Obviously, it's going to be, you know, easier to get at us. And I know it's been going, kind of going back a while. But I remember previous podcasts, we said sort of the Southampton first game of season, Burnley. I know they did end up scoring from a header. But I remember saying we conceded nine corners a game and we were def- we've defended most of them really well. I remember down at Brighton, we defended set pieces really well. So it's just something that's crept in in the last few games. And I definitely think it is as well to do with the personnel. You have those three players in different zones. I think it greatly improves our chances of winning winning the headers. But at the moment, you'd be expecting the likes of Michael Keane to be dominating the box because of all of his flaws sort of on the ball and, you know, turning like the Titanic and no pace. Heading the balls in those areas should be bread and butter to Kane, you know. And obviously, look home and look at Dane. They're all sort of small players. Alan Small, so... We're, we're, you know, Rondon can't win a header at any end of the pitch so, yeah, we're very vulnerable, we really are, I don't really know the way around it, whether they, like you said they go man to man or we just we just set up differently I, I really don't know you know, we don't even stop crosses into the box we're just too far off if you look at Wolves now, Monday like Triare, he'll probably get all the time in the world to get up and down that line Semedo, we don't stop balls into our box, we seem content to let teams just whip the ball in and be confident that we'll defend it. But it's not working for us, you know? Mm. So, yeah, it's very worrying. It's very worrying. You would like to think it's something they'll get a hold of. And again, look, we're not scoring from set pieces, which is a major concern as well because I thought last season, you know, Maneck jumped in with a few. Michael Kane had a few. Obviously, Dom, Richie, brilliant in the air. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that certainly need to work on and just another one of... Many, many issues you can pick with, us, pick with us at the minute that need to be
1: sorted out. Yeah, there's a few things as well. I got one thing, Collie, as well, we mentioned earlier, the game management, uh, like one, one nil up, just, just kick on. Just go on and, and, like Chris said, just grab the game by the scruff. Same with 2-1. You get back, you're not playing well. Get back into the game. Good goal by Richie, by the way. Great ball in by Keane as well. But uh, 2-1, just, just, just get in there and manage the game. And even the substitutions. It, even put a defender on, stick Holgate in there, just, just to make it tough for Gabamon. I, mean, I don't know what the fuck he's doing on the bench. Because he, he's just, I don't know what he's there for. He really, The chap must be made of porridge. But just game management, he, he's making mistakes that he hadn't been making at the start of the season.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you, Joe, but I just wonder with the bench, obviously you have the, the young lad, the 23 players on the bench and you mentioned Gabarnon there. Like, If if Benitez didn't see how overrun we were in midfield against Walford, and throwing on Gabarnon, even for 20 minutes, Joe, to just, just put an extra body in there and withdraw a Rondon, let's say, and, and play Richie as a false nine even, you know, there must be serious issues with the chap, you know, the kind of way. Um, but, you scratch your head, don't you really, Joe? You know, mm. the kind of way, it, it, you know, it, I, I thought initially at the start of the season that the in-game management was really good, but I know people would talk about the Gordon uh, substitution. Look, I think we all agree that Gordon was, was doing really well and, you know, he was fighting for every ball and, and then he takes Gordon off and, Keep leaves on on on, but I suppose there's two ways you can look at that, Joe. You know, the kinda that he, he, he wants to have that big presence up front.
1: And it's not walking, Capal, it's not a presence.
0: No, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's not walking, you know. Um it, it's a tough one, Joe. It really is. It's a tough one. I personally would have left Gordon on because I thought he was giving us that little bit of, you know, bite, a little bit of snide and was harrying them and, and running after them. Well, I don't know, it's just it's the squad depth, Joe, and the lads have mentioned that. I'm not I'm certainly not one for, for using our injuries as a as an excuse because it was just a shock and display, full stop, but you know, to have three or four of your main players out it's gonna hurt any any side. Yeah. But then when when you don't have any squad depth, which we clearly don't have, um you know, is is that an extra burden? Is is Rafa just playing the the, the deck that he has? Like, seek no Delph. I don't know what's going on with him. He those pictures of him training. Surely these lads can last fifteen, twenty minutes, Joe. You know, the Conway packed in midfield. You know, was he going for the juggler? Was he going to to get the tour goal? I, I just don't know, Joe. And unfortunately, it's an it's it's a question. I wish I had a proper answer for you, for but I just don't, Joe. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah uh, uh that's just on the garden uh, substitution, Richie. I thought that was it was just a huge, huge mistake. As as much as players have made the mistakes during the game, uh that was I think that was the start of actually the downfall that, that substitution because like Holly said, he's putting himself about. He was not spectacular, but he was, you know, probably be our, our best player at at the time when he was on the pitch. He looked like he was he was interested, he, he was putting himself about, but uh, it just uh, Now, I agree with bringing Richie on, but uh, I just think uh, he, he he could have took Rondon off, put Richie up front. Because um, Gordon was... Like I said, he's the only player who looked arsed, to be honest.
3: I I, I get your point that Gordon was playing well. I, did, I didn't think too much about that substitution. It allowed us to go with two up top and to, and to still keep our shape with Gray and Townsend out wide, and it didn't have to change a whole pile. So in that sense, I didn't think that it was... In hindsight, you can say, oh, you, you know what, you're taking off your better players. I thought it just gave us balance. It gave us another body up top. The second substitution was the was was the one for me after getting the lead. You know, put another body in the middle, get Rondon out of there, either put on another defender, bring on another midfielder and try and, and try, try to shore it up a little bit and just just slow the game down. So in that sense, they'd, they'd be, they'd, look, it's just my opinion on it. I'm not mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any kind of right or wrong. Hindsight is a great thing to look back and say, you took him off, but you're taking off Gordon and Gray as your two kind of pacey threats, you know. I think it, it does obviously reduce any any kind of danger that you have, and you know when it, when our when our strengths are on the break, it does kind of limit you know our chance of getting a third or whatever. You know when when, when you when you make that change and look, it, it just went apart as soon as the as soon as the woe we
1: came on. I'm I'm trying. To, I'm, trying <laughs> I'm trying to keep a lid on this because. Uh, I'd, I'd be arrested. Uh, th- to be honest, Chris, I think the sexist superposition had to happen because I said it actually when I was watching the match, Demarley Gray looked absolutely shattered. He was, he was out on his feet. Um, I, I just think the person he brought on was not... That's where the mistake was because I swear to God, this chap, every time he comes out the pitch, I start crying because he's... He's, he's getting close to me the worst player I've ever seen play forever. I mean, ever, ever, ever. And we've had some absolute clowns, but again, people know my my thoughts on that. But just the the two substitutions I thought, one, to take Gordon off was wrong. And to bring a wall beyond, because again, that's just another statue. Uh, He should have brought on even Hogate, just to to pack someone in there, just to to bump up the defence, because... when a Wobby comes on, someone put up a stat there the the day. Everton win a 2-1. Wobby comes on, and then on the seventy eight minute, and then we lose 5-2. I'm not saying he was the fault. I'm not blaming him for any of the goals, probably. But it's just the shape just went out the window. So the thing is, where the manager kind
2: of doesn't help himself... He says in his post-game interview, Gordon only had an hour in his legs. He was bollocks. He needs to be replaced. <laughs> but you have Rondon, who's gasping over his arse after 25 minutes. He plays 90 minutes. So he's contradicting himself there. That's not an excuse, you know. Um, look, fair enough. That's sub done. Um, I agree with Rich. I think Demardi Gray. Initially it looked like he'd done his hammy. I was worried at one stage on the mm. sideline there he landed. I think he hit the hard and I was worried about his hamstring, but I think he said he had a bit of a flu or something during the week and he, he needed to come off. Fair enough, but we were getting so overrun in the far far too. Anyone could see it. We can't play a two-man midfield without the car right there. The car right is the engine, the legs, gets up and down, covers the ground, and he allows Allen to be more nipping at the heels as well, you know, and you throw a Wobie on the left, round on up front, and as you said, the shape was just defensively all over, excuse me, all over the place. Um, so, yeah, the manager has to take responsibility, but at the same time, he's not responsible for those mistakes, for Davis, shit, now with tackles in the middle, for Kane and Godfrey running into each other, for basic individual errors. Everyone chasing the ball from the tip off and being in a straight line on the left-hand side of the park. It's just comical kicking the ball off each other. like The manager's not going out telling them to line up like that and do that. The players have to take responsibility on the pitch. We've all played football at a shite level. You know when you can see the goal. Settle it down. Keep your shape and try and grow back into the game. Do the basics. Don't drop the heads. But we just completely lost our shit and went kamikaze. Mental Mm. for professionals. Like it's absolutely and you wonder what what goes on now. When they go in Monday morning to Finch Farm, do they sit down and are they showing these videos? And what what the fuck goes through their heads? It's Premier League defenders. But look, we can get wound up in that all day. At the end of the day, there's nothing we can do about it. It's done and it's probably gonna keep on happening. We're gonna be on the end of a few hidings, probably throughout the season and we set it when the transfer window closed it's just going to be a result of our lack of quality our squad depth and, and that's where we're at and um, I think we just need to kind of it's very hard to say where do we go from here how do we bounce back what way are things going to go what well, I definitely think we just need a bit of stability Um, with the manager. Let him get his own players in for a couple of years. We can't just keep chopping and changing. Mm. Bring in a new manager. He's still going to be working with Michael Keane, who we foolishly gave a five-year contract. Rondon, a two-year contract. You know, all these decisions are coming back to haunt us now that senior board members have given out these contracts, signed these players, and we're just an absolute mess from top to bottom. And Lucas is. We've had these debates about the academy, the director, the manager, the share everything. There's so much wrong, and there's no responsibility. It just seems like a cushy number, a happy family, jobs for the boys. Everything is sentimental, whatever, and it's not a a ruthless business that wants to be what wants to win, and wants to be successful. It doesn't seem like that from the outside. None of us know the plan, what the plan is over the next three years to progress into the stage and where we want to be, how we're going to get there, who's responsible for this, who's responsible for that. Everyone just seems to have their fingers in the pot and until we really get some responsibility and accountability and get some proper proper ruthless people in high positions as board members and start doing their job efficiently, and there's consequences for failings. It's very hard to see how things are going to change. I think the, the last few years, we've just been hoping for pot luck that things will click and we'll get into Europe and that'll allow us to sign a few more players and get a bit of money into the club. But it's really, really sad how far we've fallen in the last couple of years with all the investment we've had. The fear is that we we really had our opportunity there for three years Mishiri's first couple of years to really invest well and build and recruit. And we just went for the quick fix, spend mad money on players, get them in now, try and be successful quick and generate money into the club quickly. Whereas in hindsight, we really should have had a plan, a three-year plan to buy young, let them develop, grow, get a team, a style of play, a system, get the academy playing the same way as the first team, integrate it all together we have to sell our big hitters. You make a huge profit and then you use that money and you recruit well and you keep getting stronger and we just made the right bollocks of it and the fear is we we missed our chance and we're just so far behind even. Never mind the top four or five. Clubs like West Ham and Leicester seem to be sailing off into the sunset now. Newcastle have investment. They could do it right. So. It's really, you know, we're all down downbeat and we're all in the down in the dumps after that shit show. It's very hard to feel any different than, you know, most of the time we try to be objective and take the emotion over and stand back and look at things, you know, from a reality and not have immediate reactions. But at this moment in time, like that's one of the worst results in the Premier League era for us that I can remember. Just the circumstances of the manner of the defeat and the opposition, it's just
1: an absolute disgrace. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. The thing about this thing, Collie, is that this defeat, like, it's going to hurt the fans for a while. It doesn't matter what results come up. Like, it's just, they should show that video. I know Chris is saying, will they sit down Monday and, and have a look at the video? They should show that video to them players every single week. I mean, every single week when trying to swing, they sit down. Like this is this is rock bottom. This is I can't I can't get lower than this. What are, I just hope I can't. No, i but They should be showing that video all the time. And serious serious questions have to be asked of, of themselves as well.
0: Yeah, players need to be asked, do they want to play for the club? And if there's any sort of hesitation, that answer will fuck them out. You know. Mm. Um. What Chris said, Joe, was spot on. Um, we've fallen, won the uh, tenure really, really low. We've tr- thrown away money. So the worst thing for me, Joe, was after that game, I watched the uh, I watched the West Ham and Spurs game on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was actually envious, stroke, jealous of West Ham because they're everything I wish everyone were at the moment big, powerful, compact, you know. I don't know. And that's for me, I hate West Ham job. Hate them. And that for me is probably was the worst thing of the last weekend for me. And at that stage I just had to turn off social media because, you know, how how looking how far we've fallen, you know, um, it's just unfortunately I'm running out of words just to to get across just how appalled and disgusted I was. By my club
1: at the weekend. Yeah, that's the thing, is Rich. That like, as, as far as college, as far as we've fallen, we're just getting passed by players or passed by teams like West Ham, like Newcastle. I hope they do what we did, just throw money at absolute shit. Because if Newcastle go over, that's that's, that's the end for me. Because we're just being overtaken by teams. I know like for people saying lefty ways oh no knocking on the top six or top seven whatever whatever you want no, we're just not we're just going backwards as a club from top to bottom
3: yeah I mean you look at you can look at the table and kind of be oh we missed another opportunity there because you know in theory we're only a couple of points off the top four but reality we're so so far away from it it's you know mm-hmm. it's it, it it doesn't speak it doesn't speak a true story to me, you know, but we are where we are. You would just hope that like you said that that is rock bottom. That there's when they whether it's whether they were brought in Sunday and kicked around Finch Farm, that there was some home truths told to everyone like and that they were, you know people have to stand up and be accountable for performances like that because it's it's the likes of us and, and, and every other fan out there that are paying the price for it because they may not care you know they're getting their big wage and they'll happy to sit in their hall and to wait for a transfer to come in or whatever it is and it's you know it's it, it's us that'll suffer but someone needs to hold them accountable and say that they're not welcome at the club if they're not willing to put in the shift week in week out you know day in day out in order to get the best out of it and there's not too many that you that you would be kind of saying. I think he's capable or I think he's capable of it. And we've just been looking at it for so, so long. And as you said, teams are passing us out at will now, you know, kind of give our predictions at the start of the season where we finish. And we all kind of said in around kind of nine, 10th, eleven, twelfth, and we probably won't be far wrong, you know, that given, given the way the league seems to be going, but really and truly, that's that's not good enough, is it? You know, you've got to be contested. You just got to be seeing improvement, you know, and we're seeing glimpses, but it's upstairs the decisions are being made wrong you know where we we don't have a plan and that's just going to come back and haunt us and you know what when we were over for for West Ham a couple of weeks ago a few guys told us that we were very negative about a couple of things and that we'd be looking over our shoulder uh you know or that we we, we didn't want to be looking over our shoulder if things didn't click and you know what it's it's a bit of an eye-opener the last couple of weeks and you just see and you mm-hmm. just hope to jeez that it doesn't come to that and I know we were kind of being a bit tongue in cheek and saying right that, but realistically, I think games like the weekend is a bit of a wake up call for us all because it's we're a long, long way and people, as I said, people are passing us out at will.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the thing that just gets me, Chris. It's just like I have no hope for the rest of the season now after watching that absolute. It was you can't dress it up. It's just just bend over. That's they all just bent over and just let Wafford Wafford who got absolutely punked. I know Liverpool are probably one of the better teams in the league at the moment, but Watford came to Gosling Park and absolutely bossed us. That's the fucking killer thing for me. And I I just, the rest of the season, I'm I'm just really, really, not even worried, I'm just scared about what's going to happen. Uh, It's just a manner of it, wasn't it? How you can a team like that
2: low on confidence and after getting banked that we can just completely collapse and concede four goals in the last 12 minutes it's just mind-blowing really and it makes you wonder with the fixtures we have coming up against stronger sides in the league how bad it could get you know we're yeah. all sort of we've city away coming up with the derby coming up soon the way they're playing and Look, these games might not pan out like that. I'm sure over the course of the season, we are going to pick up points in games that we don't expect it. And we're probably going to be on a high. I think things are changed. I think it's just important to try and not get too high when we win and too low when we don't win. Because ultimately, if you look at our squad objectively, we know where we're at. And chances are, over the 38 games, we're probably going to end up around mid-table. It's a strange one because it feels like And we're all negative at the minute. And Rich is right. We feel like we're further away than ever when, you know, the table doesn't really reflect it because our style of play and we can't control games and we're sitting back against lesser teams. We don't have possession. We can't string five passes together. Technically, we're nowhere near the top sides. But up until the last 10 games last season, we were fourth, you know. So there Mm. has to be something in that team. There has to be something there. But then, Going back to it, the last 10 games, he collapsed and finished 10th, so that's the probably the real players showing their true colours, that they can not sustain it, and when there is something on the line, we, we shit ourselves and we fall to pieces, we don't have the bottle, you know, and for situations like this when the crowd starts to turn the way it did against Wofford, and rightly so, absolutely, a lot of the players just, they haven't, they can't handle it, you know, and they just go into their shell and they panic and they can't do the basics and it's just where we are and you know it's it's not like as a fan base it's 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 an accumulation like you look at the Premier League 22 years or so now in 20 odd seasons like for five or six seasons we've been watching utter shite for the majority of it fighting relegation finishing 14 plenty of times mid-table We haven't been in Europe in five years and we got absolutely bounced by Atalanta and Leon, and it was an absolute shambles. But um, it just seems like our seasons have just been repeating themselves, and it's very, very hard as a fan. And when you're so invested and you go as regular as we do, and everyone else in that ground, like we're still selling out every home game, every midweek game, cup games, QPR, Chelsea away, Brighton away, and Saturday mornings Friday nights Tuesday night games we sell out absolutely everywhere every game and we've had absolutely nothing to shout about since 95 I'm not one of these like Newcastle are back where we belong we deserved we deserved it like no one's entitled to anything we're not entitled to be up at the top winning things you know you have to earn the right by working hard by working your bollocks off being loyal being disciplined and fighting for everything and doing the basics well and you know, all of the stuff that comes with it, you need the quality as well, of course, but, you know, we just, the fans, just give us something, give us a sense of direction as to where the club is going, that's all we're asking for, a bit of optimism, let us know there's a plan, Like this summer is going to be interesting, we said before with so many players they will contract off the wage bill, I think Richardson is going to go and I don't blame the guy, he's a good lad, loves the club, loves the fans, but, he deserves a chance to have a crack. I think he's been loyal to us for long enough and he wants to go play in the World Cups for Brazil, finishing 11 or 12 with Everton isn't going to mm. isn't going to cut it for him when he could be bouncing around with Neymar's of the world, you know, so that's where we're going to be. It's going to be a big summer and do you trust Machiri, Benitez, Brand, whoever, to recruit well buy three good players and fit into a system have the right characters, to have the right attributes, to have the will to play for everything, the work ethic. you think we'll recruit the right players because when we sold Lukaku for 75 million, we bought Davy Claston, Wayne Rooney, and what, who else did we buy? Fucking Vlasic, players Sandro. We recruit, recruited absolutely horrifically and we're still paying the price for all that with the money we've lost. Mm. So we're in a epoxy situation and look, everyone listening is going to be, Jesus, these lads are doom and gloom and it's miserable, but it, it is very hard when you pay your money week after week to go to game and support them year after year with little or nothing to shout about and they want to put season tickets up next year. I'm trying to pay more to watch Michael King hit young lads in the family enclosure with diagonal balls R- <laughs> Rondon gasping Elvis Air his arse after five minutes Fabian Delft dislocating his shoulder fucking opening the door all this kind of shite <laughs> they want to put season tickets yeah. you have where's the value for money mm-hmm. you know I'm, new stadium and that is fantastic but you can't be finishing 12th or 13th in the league getting rolled at home by bleeding newly promoted teams we have to have you're going to increase the products you have to have good products that on pitch it has to be on the pitch so we need to need need to get it right well anyway look we're all i'm just rambling on now and rambling on throwing off a bit of steam like we've covered <laughs> everything there is and it just shows you we could all talk all day about all the issues at the club and i'm sure every other podcast or every other conversation everyone's going to be saying the same things and it's results like this that really highlight the mess we're in and the raw emotion comes to the fore and you know if we had a beat offered we probably wouldn't have been talking about this or how you know, Jose Baxter's after getting a coaching role to you know for the under 23s and jobs mm-hmm. for the boys and all this kind of thing and you know when one thing goes wrong it kind of triggers everything that's wrong with the club and it's just the fans are so passionate and we're so invested in everything that goes on with the club. It's not just turn up and watch the game. It's we give out about everything. The pies being shite, the kills, at you know, at half time, you can't get a beer and everything about the club, we want a say in and We have an opinion on, and that's just the way we are, you know.
1: Yeah, but the thing is that the scary thing for me is that, that they to just gonna look and say, listen, like you said. We go all the time. Listen, we we'll be at sports now next week and they just know listen, it doesn't matter, they're gonna keep coming, they're just gonna keep it doesn't matter what kind of absolute know, fucking dross is is on the pitch, they'll just keep coming back, we'll keep selling it, we'll keep making there has to be a point where I'm not I'm not gonna get into the protest situation like you know the storm of the pitch and all this kind of crap. But there has to be a situation where they say, right? The fans have had enough. It was probably ten years ago, but games like, people, like you said, people are probably saying this and this are oh, these lads, depressing. You have to call it how it is. It's it, it's it's disgraceful. to carry on players who are paid probably, at between forty and one hundred and twenty thousand pound a week can't go out and perform like that. It's it, it's just wrong on every single level. So we, we have to say it this if one fight like you said, we we'd be calling him, oh he was classed. when the shit you have to call us shit. It it just just has to be said. So the scary thing like I said the scary thing for me is that they know no matter what happens that we just keep coming back. So that has to be a, like a breaking point somewhere along the line. And I just I just hope that doesn't turn toxic that there's enough Rafa out people there and they're not going to change it doesn't matter if, if we win 10 games in a row they still want them out but I just hope that the atmosphere that goes doesn't turn nasty that we don't like West Ham there a couple of years ago they were throwing stuff on the pitch and all but look at West Ham now it worked but I don't want to go down that road it's it's just it's just not Everton. but something has to be done something I don't know. I don't know the answer. I had the answer, would be over. January,
2: myself. isn't it? The AGM is in January. You know, that's uh, when that's questions be, need yeah. to
1: be asked. But yeah, you're only they're allowed always, ask certain things, aren't you? Yeah, but they're, always, they're always asked, Chris, and they have a fucking answer. It's like Groundhog Day. Think, it's Groundhog Day. It's just blame has to be put somewhere. I don't like, start to top my sherry. Just is he blame for throwing too much money? You can't plan someone for throwing too much money in.
2: Well, Kali is right. he has to take a look and say, right, I'm after investing five hundred million in this business. Yeah. We're after losing three hundred and fucking nine million over the last three years. Like my business is failing. Why is it? Yeah. Is it the people yeah. he has below him? He has to look at that and say, are these the best people I can possibly get for these jobs? You know, look, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes with Denise or Bill. It's easy to point fingers. Can write this? Denise is a charity woman. Blah blah blah. We're a football club. You know, from the outside looking in, when things aren't going well, it's easy to point. But he needs to take a step back. His business is failing, and like we're in the shits financially. Like if it's not for Miss Sherry. I think, fair play to him. He's put the money in. He's continued to back us. He's paid off debts. And I know we're in debt with the Premier League, with regulations, we're in the whatever. But if it wasn't for him, if he went left tomorrow, we're, mm. we're fucked. Mm-hmm. We're whew, gonzo-like. We, no way could we pay that back without him putting his own money into the club. So thank, thanks for that. Thanks for the stadium, of course. But his mistakes have been interfering Maybe as a businessman, he's a great businessman, but in terms of football, he hasn't a clue about how to run a football club. But then it then should come
1: then comes down to the next man down, it's Marcel Brands. I know Carly, you're you're a fan of his and, and people say, I know same person keeps going on, same endorsed topics that uh Marcel Brands, his way is get get them in young and sell them off for huge profit. Name me one player he sold off for youth profit.
2: He hasn't, but has he been allowed? Last year, he wants this or this. this so they're trying to they satisfy were, yeah. the
1: managers, you know? Yeah, with this sick call, Like He hasn't done what he's there to do. So, obviously, like Chris said, Michelle has to sit down, put four or five in front. He's like, you're not doing a job. Out you go. And I think Brands now has to be start to be held accountable for a lot of the wrong things he's done. Couldn't agree
0: more, did you have to say? Why Brown should have come out after the summer window closed and made a public uh, uh, video or a video and put up on the Everton website as to why no rifles was was brought in um, and why we had so many failures in the summer transfer window. Villa done it when they saw Grealish. Why didn't the brands come out and, and do exactly yes, the same?
1: That, actually, that was spot on the chairman, Camille, and that, that was that was brilliant, but we don't do it.
0: It should be it should be done, Joe The People's Club at the end of the day And see, this is where this frustration now will, will build up With the fans Because a couple of more of these results And the last thing you want to do is fucking Keep chopping and changing our manager Because that's not the way forward That is not We have to stick with a manager And, and Jordan the good and bad times, Joe You know the kind of way And I understand the whole history with Rafa But you know, you get rid of Rafa and you bring someone else. I think Richie or or Chris or it could have been yourself, a new new man comes in and and still has the same players to work with. You know, the Mm. Quinn No money. We had no money. Um, uh, Richie, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, we made very, very bad investments. There's no sell on return. Brands has been dreadful. You know, I have such high hopes of Brands, particularly in his first tenure. He, He got rid of a lot of the players and, I thought he signed a new contract and says well, we might see now some of these young hungry players coming in. I read a report just yesterday that Isco is is heavily linked to us in, in January. Like, this is a, a late twenties, early twenties uh, midfield, and the plays for Real Madrid. It's only coming here for the money, you know. I, I don't. I know you.
1: He, he has to be doing better than what he's bringing in, Colin, because I, if if we well, need to, go to Joe, down, if we need to go down the road to spend the big money. Spend the big money and get players who, who actually do it, who perform. Not in some 19 year old that like, oh, we get him in, we we progress and we we coach and we we bring him up and sell him off for three times. Because we like I said, now one person we've sold off for a huge profit. N- well, nobody. You can't you. nobody obviously Lukaku, but that, that's that's a different, that's like a wanton the blue moment. So it's just listen, we could be here all day going around circles, mm. but after, after a display like that, those serious, serious questions had to be asked of everybody. And Mishiri is the man, Chris mentioned earlier, he's going to have to be ruthless. He's going to have to say, right, you're not doing your job. You're not doing your job. You're not doing your job. Out the door. Because it's, it's just, I'm, I'm starting to get really, really angry now. It just groundhog day with us for 15, it's 20 dead. years. the same absolute bullshit and you get glimpses of hope, and you you get big big wins, and oh, this is it, and you know oh, we're top of the table, and yeah, we're spirit of blues, and they're just fleeting moments. It's there's nothing consistently good about us. It's just it it's just a shit show on top of the bottom.
0: And as much has- as much show as we hate Liverpool Football Club, Klopp went in there and done it right from the very start. From the underage levels right through the first team, they're all playing the same manner. They played Preston last night in the, the Carabao Cup, and how many kids had they got in there? We would not be able to do that because we don't have the players at 20. Now, again, we spoke, spoke about this before. The 23s is a whole uh, different podcast. And thankfully, this year it seems that they have started to put things right. You know, and as much as I hate Liverpool, and I'm going over to be forced ever, I'm forty-three years of age. I'm going over to be forced ever Derby in four weeks' time, and I'm dreading it. I'm dreading the result. You know the kind of maybe the one and only Derby I go go to in my lifetime, and I picked this season to go over. But they've done it right. Any better any other season. <laughs> yeah, they've done yeah. it right. You know the kind of way, and and you know as much as I hate them, I can't stand them. But they've done it right in the club. You know and. Jesus, I'm not saying put them up on, on the pedestal because that's not the case at all. But they play every every age level in that club play the same way that the first team. So the natural progression is is easy for the players coming through. And I still, I've said to you guys, I've said this on the pod before, it's not beyond the rounds of possibility for me that as soon as Bramley Moore is built, Machiri gets rid of the club. That's, yeah. I, still, I still think he... He he'll he'll uh, get a return on on his investment once the Bramley Moor is built. But again, it could be wrong. Yeah,
1: well, listen down the line. Oh, down the line, go, Joe. Yeah, down the yeah. Well, down the line, he could go and actually once and for all, uh, Osmanov comes in and throws the big books in because he's floating around, sponsoring slaves and sponsoring this and sponsoring. Just just come out of the woodwork and just poach your money in because. I, that's the gas thing is, It's going to need Huge, huge, huge money To get back to, Just to get level With these teams Not even even go past them To get level With these teams Like the, like, the, like there's West Ham now Going to uh, Two and a half thousand Extra seats It's going to have The biggest stadium In London West Ham are just Absolutely Like a rocket Going ahead of us And we're stagnant And Ah uh, yes yeah, All right the stadium We're doing great charity work Pissed off that we need to get done on the pitch, we just need to get right on the pitch. And oh, that we, like I said, we give here all day, it's like a, a carousel, but it just feels like groundhog day where the, the the hope gets up and the absolute shit just gets thrown at you. It's and like you said, Chris, no, there's no accountability, no one's getting blamed. That's okay, come on, the fans will keep coming, doesn't matter. We're not putting up anymore, and I just, I just. I think there's a point coming where fans stop going to the game and that's that's where it will hit them that's where it will hit them anyway listen we're, we're going circles here, second we're not even going to look forward to the Wolves game we just get predictions and get out here because <laughs> my, my head is absolutely boiling like a kettle here. Uh, right colleague uh, this is going to be gas Wolves prediction uh,
0: I think we'll know within the first 10 minutes uh, how we start if we start well um I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to go for a blue. Blues win, 2-1. Uh, and after a good talk, they, they they put in a performance that you should be proud of. OK, 2-1. Rich? I have
3: no idea what to expect them on on night. They could do
1: anything. Oh, yeah. It's like a raffle. Just, just pull it yeah. out with tick and see what's on it. it yeah.
3: Yeah, look, you, you just have to hope for a reaction. Um, anything else, you know, but again, I don't feel we've started games and if we if they if Wolves get a hold on a game early against us, I fear that we'd collapse again just going on that. I I've gone one. one
2: mm.
1: Just yeah.
2: On a <laughs> I hope.
1: Hope.
2: Chris, yeah. Chris.
1: Yeah, I oh, I you know I'm 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 similar to Chris. So just I just can't as much as I hope for a reaction, uh it like can't you can't turn from and losing 5 to to home To Watford to, to beat Wolves away. They're starting to play well They really are Neves and Jimenez yeah, and, Jimenez you know, Jimenez is starting to Triari Get a game and yeah. have
2: his Fucking one good game of season Against yeah. us Running
1: at Lucas Dane. What am I
2: going Over there for
1: Yeah I know It's uh, Yeah I'm going to go I'm going to go 2-0 as well I just And again I just hope that I'm absolutely So wrong But I just It's just A hard hard week Really really is all right, boys. We so live there. I'm gonna ring the Samaritans now. say, if they can it? <laughs> 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 They're probably Not you again. Joe, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> talk time. Yeah, yeah, change. Yeah. 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 Anyway, listen. I, I'd just like to say thanks for that last point. Yeah. <laughs> listen, boys. Only thanks for that. And talk to you next week. Take care. Cheers, yeah, boys.
3: Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.